The following podcast might contain some swear words. Don't tell my mum. Hello, listeners. In this week's episode, we all absolutely lose our minds. Just light the fuse. We're the comedy trio Sleeping Trees. I'm James. I'm Josh. I'm John. This is our podcast where we and a special guest try and create a story from scratch using randomly selected genres, settings and characters. There's only one thing standing between us and the perfect plot. Welcome to Story <laughs> Now, our guest today is no stranger to the creation of a good story. In fact, in his younger years, he wrote and printed a trilogy called The Tale of Monica Toro. It's not just stories he's written, he's also a talented musician. At the age of eight, he'd already written a song to help remember the names of all of the Bond villains. Why would he do this? Why would he stuff weeks worth of sandwiches down the side of his bed until the whole thing filled with mould? Our guest doesn't care. He's a rogue. He's the kind of guy who once rocked bleach blonde dreadlocks. (laughs) That's right, yes, our guest today has written and directed shows for comedian and musician Jess Robinson as well as being the co-writer, tour manager and chauffeur for Joel Domit who he has his own podcast called Teenage Mixtape Uh, He's also worked with comedians such as Ian Sterling, Reese James written for I'm a Celebrity, Extra Camp and the Emily Attack Show and I believe he is also a fan of the Manchester City uh, football club. (laughs) For those who are familiar with our work, he was the composer and co-writer of the infamous Wall song in World Tour and a general nice guy all-rounder who happens to be good at rounders. Ladies and gentlemen, father of one, our guest today, Steve Dunn. What an intro. <laughs> Whooping yourself there, Steve. I love that. <laughs> who who did you talk to? <laughs> uh, all I'm, all I'm going to say is uh, you shouldn't be so liberal with your wife's phone number. Uh, wow. Steve, can I, say, I, did, I dropped a, a text to Katie uh, and uh, Steve's she was wife. just like, leave it, leave it with me. And she came back and she'd spoken to your entire family. <laughs> she, well, yeah, I, I did she, think it sounds like you talked to my family given the weird deep cuts of my childhood that came out there like putting sandwiches <laughs> down the side of the bed what on earth was that yeah mate your family <laughs> was so quick to rat you out yeah so sounds quick. like it sounds like it and that is true i used to i don't know if you guys used to do this every single day in school i hated eating lunch because it, it ate into eat playing football time does that is that relate? <laughs> no that no. I, I can relate to that actually I definitely can't relate to that, but I know that that is very Steve Dunn. That's very <laughs> on brand for you. Can you give us a quick recap of the Monica Toro story? Um, I can't really remember a lot about it. I, um, I wrote it for my mum for Christmas. I And I'm trying to remember the story was... Hey, let me think. It was like some magical... It's a shame, actually. I never thought to explain this in the story. I should revisit it. Um... There's like a magical world, like a village that exists for people who've run away from home. Oh. And so this girl runs away from home and she gets there and they're all they've all been living there for a long time and or varying numbers of years and they're all like, "Yeah, we all ran away from home and this is like the place that we found where we all we all belong." What must your parents have been going through reading that? Very good point. (laughs) (laughs) You wrote a trilogy as well. Another edition about the girl who runs away from home. (laughs) (laughs) 
wonderful life she leads. <laughs> oh, it's become a series of sorts. <laughs> oh, we're still on this one, are we? <laughs> Steve, it sounds like you're you're very familiar with creating stories. Oh, well, I am. That specific story, yeah. Are we going to be creating? <laughs> are we going to be adding a fourth story to the Monica Toro adventure? Let's see if that makes it in today's episode <laughs> of Story Bomb. Okay, right. I'll I'll kick things off with a genre. Let's find out what genre we're going to be uh, making today. And today we are making a martial arts story. Oh wow! <laughs> a, martial a martial arts story. martial arts story is what we're making. So I'm thinking. I think when I wrote this, it'd be <laughs> the so like the original old school, like like the Bruce Lee m- movies, that yeah. kind of style of thing. I suppose you you obviously you include like Karate Kid in that. Are we talking like you know when like in kind of those kung fu movies where they where they they they're obviously speaking in in whatever language the 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 country of origin of the martial arts is from, but it's like English. <laughs> you know when it's like <laughs> I see you later. Mouth moving loads. Yeah, well, I mean that could that could come into it. I'm um, I'm sure. I mean it's a very visual thing. Oh, very visual, very visual. Um. But yeah, because I'm well. I suppose like in in Karate Kid, Karate Kid is definitely a martial arts film. There, that's a that all takes place in English, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, feel... martial arts martial arts films in general are pretty visual. You go largely for the martial <laughs> oh, arts sure. displays. So, oh, uh, sure. for a sort of audio story, this this could it's going to be for yeah. some interesting making. <laughs> well, I suppose we just got to think about what sort of things do you see in a in a martial arts fi- film? Uh, you usually just see martial arts. That I mean, I'm not going to lie. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what we could do is it could be very. You know, um, when you go to the cinema, and it's like we do we do shows for the uh, hearing impaired, and then it's like the dialogue, and then it's like man throws, um, or himself off Ninja car star. to go through the side of building. <laughs> himself off car? What's a suicide? <laughs> man? Yeah, they should just be like man commits suicide via car car crash. <laughs> oh no, still I'm making. No, no, you get you they they described it right the first time. <laughs> The description wasn't the problem. It was was what he was doing. (laughs) So, John, let me just get to the bottom of what your suggestion was there, John. You were saying, um, we're talking about, we're going to talk about a story and you've just described it as like someone describing it for a deaf person. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. What we what we're doing would still be very much audio. Really, this needs to be for our blind person. <laughs> oh yes, of course. We, otherwise, it's double audio. <laughs> That's right. It's, That's it's right. like meta on the audio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. What? Well, how about this? What's everyone's favourite kind of martial arts movie? Ooh. Because mine, Tricky mine's on, um on back. Wow. Oh, I watched that with you. I think that's a great film. Yeah, that is that is a great film. But there's no words. <laughs> Pretty sure when, it's just all sound. When like. I was a kid, uh, there was a trilogy of films that me, my brother, and my sister loved called uh, Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I love that. How, sh- how good was that? It wasn't Mr. Miyagi, was it? Was he not? It wasn't him. But was it the actor being the granddad? I think. I think that might be true, you know. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like you don't want, to, you don't want to be a horrible racist. I don't no. want to be a horrible racist because I'm not, and I'm just trying to. I think it was, but then surely it's like 
we need you to be the sensei of a, a young kid wanting to like like karate and he's like oh, for fuck's sake like i've just done um, kk i mean there was there was definitely a lot of typecasting back then when around that, those times those films were being made and i don't True. think anyone really addressed it well in that case the considering that shall we say that there's a mr miyagi kind of character in our story yeah, yeah, I think that is actually a I've, thing. Of... I've looked it up. Uh, he was not in it. You're a racist. <laughs> ah. <laughs> no. That's a real shame. Um, I, I do think that there is a... Um, like, it, it's... that That is a trope, isn't it, of martial arts, is the kind of... The... Uh, what's it? The wizened old... Yeah, the, the wise... Old yeah, yeah. yeah. Mentor definitely. was the word I was looking for. And it, it feels like Karate Kid absolutely nailed it with him. But, it, yeah. Yeah. I think there is. But there, there is definitely like there's there's the the young person who doesn't know anything about the world. Yeah. Being being taught by kind his, of losing his way. Yeah, by by an old person who at some point proves that they've still got it. Yeah. 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 At, at some point has to take on a whole gang of kids. I I like mm. the idea as well that it's like the the sensei is also kind of like living his own or her own life and you know and it's like a chance meet. You know, and then it's like, oh, yeah. you didn't realize this about me, but well, it's it's normally like the the kid the kid wrongs them in some way, and then as punishment, they've got to like work with them. Yeah, yeah. are we just gonna make Karate Kid? <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on, I just want to know what James's relationship to kung fu movies is. I not I won't lie. It's not. It's not a great one. And my as a as a child, the the series of I don't even think you call them kung fu movies was a very trashy trilogy of films uh, called Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, which you know do have some martial arts sections in them. I've never seen um, it. I've never seen it either. Any of them? No, I've never seen any. Is of it them. is it Rush Hour and they're like in yeah. traffic and they start fighting? <laughs> no. Not really. I'm assuming is it is there something where they've got an hour deadline? <laughs> No. I don't know why no. it's called Rush Hour. <laughs> There's some very good bits in it. Uh, obviously, you know, it's Jackie Chan and Chris Rock. Uh, no, Chris Tucker, you, you're Chris racist. Tucker. Oh, no, it, no, we are racist. racist. <laughs> okay. Now you're, I'm you're the racist. racist with Chris's. Okay, whoever, <laughs> whoever was last racist is the racist of the group. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm off the hook. Damn. <laughs> um, I think Rush Hour was more of a buddy cop movie. Which was one of my options. We could have had... <laughs> so you were almost right. <laughs> Shall we find our character? And I mm -hmm. guess, depending on what the character is, we work out if it's the sensei or the, the student or the master, basically. I feel like whoever comes out is our student. Do you reckon is, yeah, right? that is, so is the student? Even if, what if it was Mr. Miyagi? It would be amazing it's if it's Mr. Miyagi. It's on us to spin it, yeah. That would be. Brilliant. I would do anything for you to pull out Mr. Miyagi right now, Smurf. <laughs> so it's this is the student. This is the student. This is, a, this is the student, regardless of of who comes out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mr. Blobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, fantastic. Okay. Now then. Uh, that hasn't really helped our problem with the the whole audio situation because now <laughs> all it's really going to be is Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it, it is dubbed. 
So the original, <laughs> the original is Mr. It's Blobby not. doing the Mr. Blobby shit, just running around ruining everything and saying Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. But you can't hear that. All you can hear is, you killed my uncle. And I will have revenge. <laughs> oh, I just love it's kinda, it's with his mouth, perfect. his mouth not moving at all, the little eyes <laughs> goggling around. I just love, I love the idea of an action scene and just being like, blubby, 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 blubby. So is his sensei Noel Edmonds? Oh, oh. Is, is this? Is this Noel Edmonds discovers this young, young guy <laughs> the on the street? How <laughs> they met? The, or, the origin story of, of Noel's house party, of how Blobby came to get him. Oh, what if? What if it's like when they met? Yeah, he, uh, Noel, Noel Edmonds is the sensei, and they meet, and he's just an, a, a normal kid, and something happens throughout our story where he like turns into Mr. Blobby. Do you know what I mean? So then it like, oh my like, god! Yeah, yeah. So, do you know what I mean? It, it, or do you want him to just be Mr. Blobby from the get-go? I, I mean, I think there's something really funny about about knowing it's a suit. He could take off, but he doesn't. <laughs> I like the idea that that no one would take him seriously until he put the suit on. <laughs> oh. oh shit! So is it some sort of Spider-Man kind of vibes? Is it Spider-Man? So Noel Edmonds can see the the the, the person, and then it's like, and then they, they have like origin in the sense of like they create the suit for, to be the ultimate kung fu oh. fighter. Well, like he was really he was he was rubbish at it, and then he like they designed the suit, he put the suit on, and he thinks everyone's taking him seriously, but they're really just a bit scared and weirded out. Yeah. By it. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm so rubbish at martial arts. I, I need something. I'm just, I'm just too smooth in my movements. I need something to hold me back. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea that like he thinks that the suit is like got powers. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, everyone's like, I'm not fighting this. <laughs> I mean, something's clearly wrong with this guy, right? I should fight him. <laughs> Forfeited again, huh? <laughs> Another victory for Mr. Blobby. Yeah, I like the sound of that. So so he only wins via forfeits. (laughs) He becomes a world champ because of forfeits. He would have to stand. I also love the idea of it being like, all right, he's it's his first fight since he's going to hold on to his title. He's dead. He's down. That is how it ends. I, <laughs> that's how it ends. He, he dies via the first punch and retains He's received. I love the idea as well that the crowd aren't going to be on the side of the guy who wins by forfeit. <laughs> There's just no way that yeah. the crowd are getting behind. So he's going, yeah! <laughs> well, they'd be devastated. They've seen barely no yeah. martial arts in the tournament. <laughs> well... well all they've seen is the people they're excited about progressing to the next round, not not fight anybody. Yeah. And I'm that's another win for Mr. Blobby. <laughs> oh my god, this is the best concept. Ed- just... Edmonds is there at the sides, like yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're doing it, kid. You're doing it. You know, like in Batman, in like I think it's uh, the Dark Knight, and he's like trying to work out how to make his suit better, and he's like, I, I need more movement in the neck. It's got to be lighter yeah. so it can be faster. <laughs> it's like Noel Evans being like, it's got to be blobbier. So, uh, so they, 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 they forfeit. They need to make the eyes more mental. <laughs> yeah. Oh my 
my god, there's a, there's a whole trial and error stage where people are still <laughs> kicking the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah, he's he starts off and he's just like in a t-shirt that has has the design. Do you know what I mean? Like tie-dye. And he's like, it's not working. It's not working at all. Just a pink and yellow t-shirt. Yeah, people are still punching me. Yeah, all right, we need him. Maybe, uh, yeah, a bit, bit more bobby. <laughs> Coming back to Edmunds being like, no, I got the shit kicked down me again. <laughs> and every time he's going, it needs to be blobby. God. I'm imagining proper, like, science boffins in a, in a, in a lab toiling away working on this Mr. Blobby suit. <laughs> yeah. Such high high tech lab. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, like underneath Noel Edmund's house. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wallace and Gromit style, like you like, flush the toilet and it's like <laughs> you go down into it. Oh, it. oh so it should end with uh with Edmunds being like with like Blobby being like, what do what do we do now? And he says, just says, now we have a house party. <laughs> <laughs> We need to find like the the opposition in the like you know like yeah. who's someone else who's forfeiting as well. Like who's, the old... who's the person he gets to in the final? I love I love yeah. the whole thing of like it's this big nemesis that he's been working the whole film <laughs> towards getting to the, to this sort of big final match, and he just also forfeits like everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. biggest anti climax. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, great. It's just occurred to me though, we don't know where this film is set. That, oh, no, that, that could, could change everything. Flip the story. Oh my god! We, we need we if for it to be a proper authentic, we need it to be in like Kawanaki or something like that. Kawasaki, sorry. Oh god! Now I'm the racist. <laughs> you're, you're the back racist, again. racist again. Wait, is who is it? Is this Steve then? No, no. You need to pull it out randomly, okay? I know, but I'm gonna get you guys to pick a number between one and eight. Oh. Oh. And I w- right. and I will be honest. Spicy. There's one or two that would really work. <laughs> And there's 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 right. six that will not work. Oh god. <laughs> okay, good okay, to know. Right. The odds are in our so favour. Let's, so should let's we... confer, guys. Let's let's think of a a number here. I would normally go nine, but it's one one to eight. I would I would well, always yeah, go five. Get, get nine out your head, okay, John. Okay, okay. There aren't there aren't nine. Uh, yeah. Oh, god, right, okay. Yeah. What, I can so see you still go, thinking always about go nine. five in this scenario. Always go five. That's yeah. that seems like madness. That sounds like dangerous territory. Oh, Fair enough. I know. Should we trust the bib though? Should we trust the, the Smurfs' outrageous claims? <laughs> All right. Just to let you know, sometimes I am called the bib. Oh yeah. <laughs> James <laughs> is called Smurf Bib or Spont Man. Every every episode, we have to explain a different nickname. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. James, James, do the honors, my friend. All right, Steve. We we like <laughs> on my head be it. We like number five. Number five. Um. Oh, this doesn't fit what we've got. <laughs> Here we go. And this setting of this whole story, mad that we haven't told you this yet, guys. Um, this is all to the backdrop of the unveiling of the world's first time machine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my God, so that's like wait. in the next room. Wait, no, this completely fits. Is it? Is Edmunds in the time machine? <gasps> Is Edmunds Blobby and Mr. Miyagi at the same time? Oh, oh, oh shit. My oh my god. So Edmunds is his own. Oh Blobby. my god, he was a Kung Fu failure, so he grew old working out how to win the competition. And it was through. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, say, that's how he learned to go, that's what we should do. We need to make them forfeit because I lost all the fights for real. 
<laughs> Trust me, I lived this and it was not fun. And you know when Blobby, you know when Blobby's like, it still doesn't work. I've got a big bruise. And he's like, yeah, I remember that one. That was Carl Haggins, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, he really fucked me. Yeah, up. He, really, he really need me in the eye. <laughs> Steve, what we've learned from Storybomb, by the way, is that you think it's not going to work, and then suddenly. Um, it really doesn't work. It just occurred to me. So if if we're saying that Mr. Blobby is Noel Edmonds inside the suit, is it is it that old Noel Edmonds has gone back to meet young Edmonds, or is it that old Edmonds has gone back in time to be Mr. Blobby? Um, I I kind of feel like it's old old Edmonds going back in time as Blobby. As Blobby. Wait, wait. Although there, I, I, I can't. That's where I go as well. But there is something really funny about Edmonds going into the. F- oh, oh, where I'm going at, where I'm getting to is, I want Mr. Blobby now to be a really old, shriveling, Noel. Do you know what I mean? Like that's why he's not. <laughs> wait. Yeah, so Mr. Miyagi is younger. Is the younger version of Noel, and the Mr. Blobby is the old one. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the idea that it, it the whole experiment goes really wrong and then in the 90s and Noel's house party he's having to deal with the the other Noel Edmonds inside the blobby suit being a nightmare. <laughs> Is there some sort of thing that if you interact with your past self it, things go weird so maybe that's why Mr Blobby goes mental on Noel's house party because he's, he's the, the the times are all being screwed yeah, up and that's, yeah he thought he'd get around it by being inside the suit but yeah, it hasn't worked it's, it's, it's a fucking lead lined suit <laughs> there, I mean there is something nice about the reason we don't like as a philosophy in general for the real world that we don't know who Mr. Blobby is because it's Noel Edmonds it's because it's Noel Edmonds and, that, and, is, that is so good. and it's like you there's something you in, should, that in there you should be like, you should never interact with your past self, but Noel does it. And then, of course, he's responsible. That's why he keeps Mr. Blobby with him. He keeps him... It's, like, yeah, he's can't. done that to him. We're saying, we're saying that it's, it's the old Noel in, in the suit, are we? He must know that that's his future. So they're at the unveiling of a time machine. Noel Edmonds is there because he's, he's just got an invite because he's a big deal. Yeah. And he, he suddenly goes... <gasps> This might be my chance at redemption because it's bothered yeah, him his whole it, life that he lost that that tournament. Yeah, and so he's like, "I'm gonna go back," but he's like, "I'm gonna go back and train my former self." And then he's like, "No, no, no, I want to do it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he so he I, makes so the bizarre choice and... of getting his younger self, who lost the tournament, to train him. <laughs> <laughs> I. Because he's grown up and he's now out of touch with how bad he was. No, but yeah. There's something nice in that. So he goes back being like, I'll find it. I'll go back. I'll find a trainer. And then he finds himself and he's like, there I was. Look at me. And someone kind of forfeits or something. And he's like, he's given me an idea. Wait, so he goes back and he's impressed with, with his former self, despite knowing the outcome. He's like, hey, maybe I could learn a thing or two from this guy. And that is, that's the first just... step into the madness of having interacted with himself in the time loop. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. That's you just start it's, going it's mental. Full on madness. And, like, and the, and the then... first step is, is thinking things like that. The last step, blobby. <laughs> You've gone full blobby. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining him being like, oh my God, oh my God. So imagine him being, he's, he's like, 
seeing himself <laughs> fighting in an alleyway or something like training and he's like i like i like this kid's style i was really good i'm gonna get him to train me with my now i must be way better and then he goes to go over and he goes wait i can't just walk up to me <laughs> i'm gonna i need some sort of disguise wait so he's got this thing where he's got to try and convince himself that he's not himself. He is. Oh, I see. What? What if? What? What if? The, what gives him the idea about the whole blobby like scheme in terms of in terms of getting his opponents to forfeit? And it is a scheme. He sees he sees his younger self in one of these tournaments forfeit. Like because he's too scared, and he's like, I just need to get them to do what and I he, did. And he sees how he, he sees how unbeaten up the other guy is. Yeah, yes, so exactly. Like, that guy's had nothing. So he thinks he's like, when I was younger, I could have won the t- the tournament, but I forfeited because I thought it was unfair. Like he something like yeah. he was like, oh, I don't want to well, beat up that guy. He's too like weak or whatever, and forfeited. Yeah. And he's like. I should have beaten the shit out of him, but now I'm, I'm going to turn the tables and I'm going to be make everyone else forfeit. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Should we do it? Should we do another character and see? Yeah, yeah. See James, where, see where... Draw, draw us out his nemesis. Nemesis. God, who's Mister Blobby? Mr. Oh, sorry, Noel Edmund dressed as Mister Blobby's yeah. nemesis. Well. Uh, it's Noel Edmonds' nemesis, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, covered he, in... he couldn't fight him because he didn't have a brain. <laughs> and he was like, I can't fight someone without a brain. Come on. Get real for a minute, guys. No, go on. Just, go on. Just, just, just kick him. <laughs> and then he's like... Why are you guys really pushing me to fight this guy without a brain? So he can't even stand up. So he up. creates the ultimate brainless creation in Mr. Blobby. <laughs> this, all his, it's like he's always trying... Because he, he's then... His whole life has been going like, maybe the best person in the world is the guy without a brain. Because yeah, that's the yeah. guy who ultimately wins everything. And it's like he's, his warped sense is that he thinks Mr. Blobby is like Superman. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, and he completely acts like that. So like the kids are terrified of Mr. Blobby and he's like, Don't worry, kids, there's a mis- bit of Mr. Blobby in all of you. <laughs> like one day you could all grow up to be like Blobby. That's what he's saying, but the little suit's just going, Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. <laughs> They had to put that in because they were like, he keeps spouting out inspirational quotes like we wanna hear it. <laughs> and we if we can edit that so it's just blobby blobby blobby. This is <laughs> I just like the idea of like throughout the tournament, there's just more and more like bl- blobby costumes in the audience. <laughs> like, you know I mean? it's, like, it's working, and by the final, there's just loads of blobby. Blo- blo- <laughs> it's a forfeit. <laughs> the judges are like, oh, I take this seriously. <laughs> I was going to say, imagine, this is my life. Imagine, let let alone another competitor. Imagine another coach turning up. And just being like, what's going on this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who who's yeah. running this tournament? <laughs> yeah. Don't don't fall for the kick, kick kick the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. We trained all year make, for this. Make an end of this mockery <laughs> of the sport. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets to the point where he Blobby gets so mental that the scarecrow is like, I can't kick the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he Full circle. Like, it's the ultimate victory. <laughs> yeah, because oh, he's been God. champ ever since, because no one's fought the Scarecrow. <laughs> so oh, you just imagine the, the Scarecrow the scarecrow forfeiting <laughs> and <laughs> Blobby dropping to his knees and inside the suit, Edmund's being like, I did it. <laughs> I did it. Wait, does, does that mean that's how Scarecrow got to the final two? Because everyone forfeited against him as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a forfeit off. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the best fighters in in the country. Pathetic, sad character. Oh, say. That's this absurd. That seems to really slot in quite nicely, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've got quite a comprehensive story there. Maybe it's time to blow it up. Okay. So, the bomb. God, what have we got here? Well, there's one that could be really boring, and then there's a few that are just utterly absurd. Oh! Um, okay. The main character doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so... Is that Blobby <laughs> or Edmunds? <laughs> I mean, we, well, they're the same, aren't they? It's super meta if it's Edmunds. Because <laughs> there's, there's there's, is this the twist at the end? Is that he wasn't in a suit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The suit was yeah. just what he thought he was in because he's lost his mind. And, yeah. and he's oh, just lost Noel Edmunds oh. going mental. <laughs> it's, it's full on no... Shutter Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... What so oh, like the st- the story is called Mr. Blobby: The Untold Story That Never Existed. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so you've given away the 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 twist in the title. <laughs> the un- the untold story in brackets because it never existed. It's a real bold mood to just give it away straight. <laughs> but I tell you what, I would go and see it. I would go and see it. So should, let's get let's get our heads around this, okay? So. So he doesn't exist, like because what did you say, Steve? What was? I it? think I think it's blo- it, It's gonna be easier if it's Blobby. It doesn't exist. Than <clears> so he's like a Tyler Durden character. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, that's oh, Fight Club. How fitting for our fight story. Mm. Yeah. Rule one of Fight Club: forfeit <laughs> against Mr. Blobby. <laughs> <laughs> so rule rule two of Fight Club: have a brain. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, is it that Noel Edmonds, as an old man, gets to the unveiling of the time machine um, and he's had this whole life of being haunted by the fact that he lost the, the tournament and also by this character of Mr. Blobby who's been just there his whole, you know, because he's like, also, yeah. he's like, when I was a kid, this guy, Mr. Blobby, turned up and and like got me to train him and I was stu- lumped with him forever, and he came to all my house parties and ruined everything. And like, he's this mental guy, and he said he was me from the future. But and then it's like, hang on, it was all in my head. And he, and so he said it. He said it. I'm, I'm, I'm loving that in this story, we we never bury the lead. All the twists are just straight out there. <laughs> there's no, there's no point where you're like, what? Because we'll tell you immediately. You open with it. He's like, yeah, yeah here, here's everything. It's me. It was me all along. <laughs> And the reason the reason the the audience stick is because they're here for the fighting, they're here for the kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> they're not here for the storyline, but they don't even do it because they forfeit. <laughs> I've definitely confused something here, because we we had it where he lost it, but now I've just suddenly got it wrong, haven't I? 
because I've done it like where he's like, oh no, this guy came and it was Mr. Blobby, and it's he has the idea to like maybe I'm Mr. Blobby, but it's, <laughs> but then he has to. I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. Do you see what I mean? Like, did he? It's the chicken well, or the that... blob? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with time travel, isn't it? it? Is. Can you go back and change, or will you just go back and confirm what's happened? Oh, what about this? He was going to enter the tournament, and then this guy turned up and was like, "I'm you. Trust me, I'm you." Um, <laughs> and and he just like, "Train me up, train me up." And then he, Mr. Blobby, went and won the tournament, and he's always regretted it because he was like, "I never got to win that tournament. I should have done it." And he's like. Hang right. on, what if I? What if he was right? What if he is me? And I go back in time now and I'll finally get to win the tournament because I'll be him. And he goes back and he, so he goes back and he's like, hmm, but this guy was wearing a big pink and yellow suit. <laughs> and then you, some guy comes out and he's like, I quit. I'm not dressing up as that pink and yellow blob anymore. <laughs> 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 he throws it in some rubbish and he's like, the suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all lining up. I I love the idea at the end. It's just like, he's like, well, obviously, you know, there's that Mr. Blobby guy who used to do everything with me. And his best friend is like, who? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Mr. Blobby. And then like the music comes in. It's like, and he's like, you're seeing all clips from earlier. And you're like, oh my God, he was never there. It was me doing all that shit. (laughs) God, no wonder Noel's house party was so popular. (laughs) <laughs> Noel, Noel really calmly sets something up and then goes, "Uh oh, Mr. Blobby's here!" And he just fucks up. Yeah, he's just himself. running around, flailing his arms. Just, and, yeah, just and you just see like those clips, but the set to like really dramatic music, and him just like just like, chucking everything around. It's really like disturbing to watch for like yeah. the production team. Well, they can't, but it's making the millions. Noel yeah. in a blobby suit just gunging himself and smashing the, the face to bits. The, the director of the episodes is, is a real auteur and is really like, it's, that's the stuff. That's the stuff that, that really makes it pop. <laughs> you can't have Noel without Blobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, trying to tell a real story here. You know, like there's the Tyler Durden thing of like, in, he, he, he was him. Like he, he was Blobby all along, so he he looks back and it was him in the fight. But even yeah. worse, he's sat as the coach to no one. <laughs> it's not that. He's... So of course the other person forfeits. Yeah, yeah, no watching what's happening. He's like, "Come on, Mr. Blobby, come on!" <laughs> no one's like, there. So I'm not fighting nothing. <laughs> he is the scarecrow. He's got no brain. <laughs> Yeah, there's not even a scarecrow there. He's just, <laughs> yeah, he's just fighting coming. himself. Oh there's no audience. There's no coach. <laughs> there's no he's just in a padded cell. There's no tournament. Just, the whole thing's in a padded cell. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole thing's, the whole thing's in a padded gunge tank. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Full. <laughs> Full of guns. It's just, it's just filling up, and it's just his, his brain. It's dying. his life flashing before his eyes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Who is your daddy, and what does he do? The story recap. Story. Steve, cap. take us through the play out of the story from start to finish for us. Roughly, okay. what you what you think? Yeah. <clears throat> and we might Not... interject as you go, but just keep going. So we start with. A montage of Noel Edmonds' life so far, up until <laughs> he's an old man. He's an upcoming young TV presenter, and then goes, "Do you know what? 
I'm going to sack this off and become a fighter because I've always wanted to be a martial artist. And um, enters the big tournament, gets to the final, and it's against the Scarecrow. And um, <laughs> and uh, he goes, I can't, I can't, he's got no, the guy's got no brain for God's sake. I can't beat the <laughs> shit out of this guy. And he forfeits and it just sticks with him forever. And this guy, okay, okay, I'm going to carry on. And because this doesn't make sense, but I'm going to run with it. And he, <laughs> he lives the rest of his life just like gutted about that thing. As an old man gets invited to the unveiling of the world's first time machine, and he goes, I'm going to go back and right this wrong. And he goes back, and in order to disguise himself, he dresses up (laughs) as Mr. Blobby. But he's starting to lose track of reality, to be honest. And he goes, what you need to do is make people forfeit. It's the only way to win. It's the only way to win. And... And young Noel is like, okay, I'll make them forfeit. And he's like, no, 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 you're going to train me up. (laughs) 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 He's like, what? And so young Noel now, we're back to it being young Noel. And he's like, what? This guy has come along and and he's told me, okay. And he just sort of runs with it because it's so mental. And and, And it seems to be working. This guy in this suit is winning games because everyone's like, I can't beat the shit out of him. He's mental. And he wins the tournament, but young Noel is like, ah, oh, but I never won the tournament. I just trained someone up. So when he's old and he goes to the time machine, he goes back and he's like, oh, it was me all along as Noel. And he goes back and lives out that same reality, but as the old man. And and then and then um, <laughs> he wins the tournament and he's, he's like, everything's fucked up and his life is haunted by this character of Mr. Blobby ruining everything and he can't get rid of it and then as he's as he's piecing all the pieces together and he's talking to his best mate Ant and Deck and and um, <laughs> his best his, his one best mate Ant and Deck uh, he, he, he um he's like yeah yeah and obviously the Mr. Blobby's been like you know he's kind of ruined my career and Ant and Deck are like what man <laughs> and why is all sad? Is that is that where the blobby voice comes from? It's a mixture of Ant and Deck, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" And it suddenly dawns him, the penny drops, and he's like, "None of these, none of these many timelines happened." And he's like, "I didn't even quit to join the martial arts competition. That was just my brain thinking. It would have been nice to have a different career to the one I had." And it's a gungeon gone wrong. And he he couldn't open the gunge tank. Oh. The gunge is filling up, and he it's his dying brain thinking, I should have done a different life. And oh. it, and it, it was it trying to compute what what might have happened. And then we just see his eyes at the end. And then the tank opens. And it was all a gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way. It's, what, what would be nice as well is it, at the start you see him like doing like really formulaic kung fu. So he's like. Gah! Yeah, and then when he's like drowning in the tank, it's actually him just kicking for his life. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh. All the movements match up. Yeah, the movements match, and it's not actually what you thought. It's like all my life this... I've liked kung fu, but then it's like this reality. might be this might be the best story ever told. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you want to add a little bit of like mystery to the very end as well, after the that tank opens and like the. Everyone there was sort of filming the the Noel's house party. He's like, "What? Who? Who was? Who was in charge of the the gunge? Who? Why, why didn't the tank open?" They go and look, and they can just see like 
blobby footprints going out the door. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yes. like, what, was, it, was like, he real? Yeah, yeah, is like he, an Inception he thing. Is he, was he real or not? Yeah, and then, like, in Ant and Dec's dressing room, they're, like, kicking a, a bit of pink and yellow suit under a thing, and it's, <gasps> they, they conned him the whole time. So Ant and... Hang on, hang on. Ant and Dec... <laughs> Tricksters. Tricked already... the whole thing into happening. And if, if you think about it, the beginning of Ant and Dec's TV presenting career was the kind of the end of Noel Edmonds, wasn't it? They were, they were they like, we need him to die. In oh my and, god! And then Dex like, whoa, uh, <laughs> we don't need him to die. We need to stop making television. No, no, okay. I'm not. Oh my god! You know the Kaiser Soze moment. Um, the Kaiser Soze moment in uh, Usual Suspects with like the the walking and like yeah, Kevin Spacey. Sorry to yeah. spoilers, anyone. Um, and you kind of see Ant and Dex trudging to their um, their dressing room, and they open it up, and it's like a scarecrow outfit, and like you know like. So it's like they were scared, they, right? Ant and Deck have been everyone the in his time. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I think we've got a story. Do we, yeah. do we, do we concede and think we've done it? I also I kind think of think so. we should actually what, what get more, What more can we do? The title, I guess. Like, let's just confirm the title. Oh, didn't you come up with the title earlier? The one that's Mr. Mr. Blobby, the, the untold the story, because it didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. What, in brackets? In brackets, because it didn't exist. <laughs> okay. Mr. So it's Mr. Blobby in brackets, the untold story, and then in brackets within those brackets, because it didn't <laughs> yeah. exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, Steve, thank you very much. Thank you very um, much. That was great. Round of applause thank for Steve. Woo. Top stuff. That was an interesting episode, because it went places and it never came back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Martial arts films are about to get a whole lot blobbier. Why am I even cleaning this stupid car? Wax on, wax off. It's freaking crazy out here. Come on! No, Edmund, sir. You must believe in your heart before you can win. That's the most ridiculous thing I have ever... No, Edmund, sir! All right, all right. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax blob, wax blob, wax blobby, wax on, wax blob blobby, wax blobby blobby, blobby, wax blobby, blobby blobby blobby. Thanks for cleaning my car, sucker. Forget black belts. This warrior is pink and yellow. In a TV studio, a bearded man, Noel Edmonds, is sitting nervously in an ornate plastic tank which is at least as tall as he is. Okay, you ready now? This is going to be hilarious. The screen fades to black and the chanting echoes away. A bearded man, Noel Edmonds, is seen in multiple clips presenting television programmes in a variety of colourful shirts. Welcome to the multicoloured swap shop. <laughs> oh crumbs! There's a visitor coming. I'm afraid that's 5P, Barbara. I'm very straightforward on immigration. The bus is full. Cut to ant! The same bearded man, younger now, is training in martial arts. <laughs> yeah, sure. Doing TV's fine, but my real passion is martial arts, you know, UFC, Kung Fu, punching, kicking, k- judo, you know, headbutting sometimes. 
In a packed arena, Noel Edmonds, dressed in a kung fu uniform, makes his way to the centre of the room. In the final of the World Kung Fu Championship, Britain's Noel Edmonds will face the reigning champion, the Scarecrow! A strange-looking human scarecrow skips towards Noel Edmonds. If I only had a brain... There's no way I'm fighting him! He hasn't got a brain! No, I, I forfeit, forfeit the match! There's only one way for Noel Edmonds to right his Kung Fu wrongs. By going back in time. Many years later, an aged Noel Edmonds is attending a party at a fancy hotel. In the corner, a tall plastic tank. A scientist in a lab coat speaks on a microphone. And we are very proud to unveil the world's first time machine. Do we have any volunteers to make the first human journey in time? I see a hand. Is that... Noel Edmonds. In a dark alley outside of the arena, old Noel Edmonds emerges in a flash of light. From a nearby door, he hears a voice. That's it, I quit! I will not be seen for another second as that stupid blob anymore! A bulbous pink and yellow outfit is thrown into the alley. <gasps> the suit! <laughs> At that moment, young Noel Edmonds, still in his Kung Fu uniform, walks into the alley. Who's that? Noel, Noel, I, I need to talk to you. Well, well, I, well I mean me. No, well, I mean you. I mean us. Noel, I need to talk to us now. Follow Noel Edmonds down the rabbit hole into the depths of insanity. A martial arts competition in a small hall, dressed in a pink and yellow outfit, old Noel Edmonds is facing a mean-looking opponent. You probably don't want to fight someone that looks like- Ah! 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 Oh, my chin. Oh, he clocked me in the chin. Ow. Young Noel Edmonds pulls the badly beaten pink and yellow man from the mat. Oh, this suit just needs to be blobbier! Ah! Oh, I'm gonna get whiplash. Ah! I can't move my leg. Old Noel Edmonds faces even more opponents, each time facing injury and defeat. Note to self, needs to be blobbier. Ah! Oh, oh, that one got my tooth. How did he reach the back of my teeth? Blobbier! I surely just disqualify it. I've been sick. Blobbier! Ah! God, who kicks the ankles these days? Who kicks the ankles? Another competition, another martial arts competitor is awaiting their next opponent. The fighter looks in dismay at the bulbous, nonsensical figure in front of him. I can't beat the shit out of that guy. He's mental! By default, the victory goes to... What's your name, mister? Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. Mr... Blobby! Mr. Blobby? Yes. I like the sound of that. What happens when your own worst nightmare was you all along? Noel Edmonds, once again grown old, is sipping whiskey in the dressing room of his friends, Ant and Deck.
And that is the story of how Mr Blobby became my constant screen companion. Wherever I went, there was Blobby. What you talking what about? What you talking about, Noel? Who's Mr Blobby? Who's Mr Blobby? Man. Like, man. The gantry of a TV studio. The director looks on as he watches Noel Edmonds flail his arms around, trying in vain to interact with someone who isn't there. Oh, oh, stop it, Mr. Blobby. You really are a silly Billy. <laughs> what did you say, Mr. Blobby? Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. Are you sure it's okay to put this on TV, Mr. Director? No, this is good. Like I always say, you can't have Noel without Blobby. On the studio floor, Noel Edmund's actions begin to resemble the martial arts moves we saw earlier. The screen changes, and we understand that Noel Edmonds is in fact struggling to escape from the tall plastic tank, now full of purple gunge. I, I, I can't get out! I wish I'd had a different... Life. Where I was a kung fu champion. Gotcha! The tank smashes and the gun jams over the studio floor. Balloons and ticker tape fill the air. No lemons gasp for breath. And can deck approach. What? So the whole thing was just a, a, a strange hallucination. The camera moves from the celebrations in the TV studio to the lever marked Gunge. Hanging from the lever is a colourful, oversized bow tie. On the floor, leading to the open door of the studio, are large, wet, purple footprints. Mr. Blobby. Open brackets. The untold story. Open brackets. Because it didn't exist. Close brackets. Close brackets. Thank you for listening to Sleeping Tree Story Bomb. This episode was edited by Chris Ottridge and the theme is by Adam Znaidi. The sizzle reel was written by Sleeping Trees and Ben Hales and the artwork was by the lovely Glenn Staunton. If you enjoyed it, leave us a five-star review and if you really want to help, join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash storybomb. Thanks for listening and I think I speak for everyone here at Sleeping Trees when I say... <laughs>